As the summer draws to a close and temperatures begin to cool, we begin to start thinking forward to the rest of the year. You know, it's hard to believe that Christmas is only about three months away. And before we know it, 2023 will be behind us. As this 2023 tax year begins drawing to a close, there are a few particular items we should be considering regarding estate planning. Joining us today to discuss what we should be thinking about are Sherry McMillan, head of McMillan Estate Planning, and Paul Lindsay, head of planning at McMillan Estate Planning. Sherry and Paul, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having us, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Now, before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the McMillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar on Wednesday, September 13th, and a special live seminar at the Fairmont Palliser Hotel in Calgary on September 27th at 6.30 p.m. Now, for those who can't attend in person, that particular seminar will also be held online. For more information and to register, call McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or go online at mcmillanestate.com. All right, Sherry, Paul, one of the uh, key things that we should be looking at as the year is drawing to a close, and it's uh, been a consistent theme in estate planning over the number of shows we've done over the years, bloodline protection. What does that mean exactly? Well, I suppose the the first thing to say, Wayne, is this, is that when we are designing an estate plan for a family, they almost always want to talk about their their wills, how their estate is structured, how it's going to, to pass to the, to the next generation and so on. But we sort of take the view that that's only the first step in preserving value within the family. Many of the families tell us that, look, we, we've worked hard to build this estate. We want to make sure that when we pass, the estate remains in our bloodline. It's never going to be exposed to a third party. Uh, and what I mean by that is this. If we transition our estate to our children, for example, what we want to do is ensure that if they find themselves having some kind of matrimonial difficulties that, that lead to a, a divorce or a separation, um, if they have any issues with creditors or litigation, we want to be able to structure their estate and say to mum and dad, look, we can be certain that that estate will stay with your children, with your grandchildren, rather than being exposed to a third party like a creditor or a, or a former son or daughter-in-law. Sure, and that's a, a big factor these days. If you don't have that protection, you leave yourself open to liability. One of the challenges in modern planning is a will count provide that type of protection to our family. A lot of people have a myth and misunderstanding. They think, well, I wrote in my will, it only goes to my child. But the problem is the moment that it goes to your child and they share it with their partner, it becomes exposed to their dower rights. And it's very common for children to inherit and then put the inheritance into a joint bank account or pay off the mortgage or go buy a recreational property. Or, they, or spend it. Or spend it. Yeah. And so that's more common, I would say, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, ultimately what we want to do is, as Paul is mentioning, is we want to focus on structures that do protect our bloodline because we have too many risks in modern society, especially because the divorce rate today is over 50%. So it's not a secret um, that the royal family in England, you know, is a case study for this. They have for thousands of years protected their estates through a trust, and the trust then protects them from bloodline. So King Henry VIII, who's married 
multiple times and even kills his wife, it doesn't matter. His castles remain with his bloodline and his family unit. And I mean, that's quite a, a severe case, obviously. But we in modern society experience divorce. We experience, if we're entrepreneurs, liability. People can sue us for our business activities. Um, and we also travel a lot to the United States where it's quite litigious as well. So I think it's a real gift when mom and dad give contemplation to how to protect their bloodline from these outside you know, intrinsic risks. And because we live so long, they're not a short-term risk. They can be for decades ahead. Is trust then, Paul, is that the, the primary uh, tool that we would use to help preserve that, that legacy? Definitely, Wayne. I mean, that's how we, we protect the wealth as it moves through the, through the bloodline. Um, from a, a slightly technical perspective, what a trust is, is it's a legal relationship between we have trustees who, who manage the assets and they do that on behalf of the beneficiaries who, of course, are entitled to, unsurprisingly, benefit from those, from those assets. All right. Now, how difficult is it to set up a trust these days? Well, I think the modern approach to setting up a trust is to do what I call family planning. Historically, when we were wealthy, it was actually embarrassing to work. So, you know, hundreds of years ago, if you were very affluent, you, you didn't do common work. So you wouldn't manage your own family's estate. You would appoint a trustee and then the trustee would oversee, you know, that would be lawyers and so forth that would take care of the estate for the family and, and manage and care for it. But in modern times, we have two choices, in my opinion. We have what we call uh, institutional trust. So that's where maybe a chartered bank is your trustee and manages your affairs. Or we have what I would call individual trust, where you do it yourself as a family unit. Uh, I would say at Macmillan, Paul and I normally recommend 99% of the time individual planning and trust planning because if you were wise enough to create an estate of this wealth and caliber, you're usually wise enough to continue to manage it through your lifespan. And so you don't want to forego your control by giving it over to an institution. And, you know, most of our families that have created affluence have done it via business ownership, real estate. I mean, these are very clever individuals. These are uh, very capable uh, families in the community. And so they're more than capable with the assistance of an accountant helping them here or there or a lawyer helping them here and there, managing their own affairs. The only difference is, is they're managing it through the mechanism, as Paul described, is the trust. But they'd be managing it that way anyway if they didn't have the trust. And that's a key point, is that trust management can take place while the uh, the people are still alive, whereas a will takes place after their demise. That, that, that's pretty much correct, Wayne. I mean, the, the, the one point that I would make clear is this. We can establish trusts to take effect in our lifetime, and also we can create them through our will, so they only come into being when we die. But it's all about having that, that degree of separation between personal ownership of assets and the separate ownership of assets through a trust. And that's how we, we protect the estate and, and, and indeed preserve it through our bloodline. Now, does trust planning then provide other benefits than what we've discussed? I, I think certainly it does. And I think the, the prominent one is control. So when you create affluence, one of the challenges that families have in modern society is they want to provide not just the wealth to their family, but they want to provide the wisdom on how they created the wealth in the first place and how to steward it. So, you know, 
one of the common comments we get in our office, Wayne, is when families have created affluence, they had no idea of the stewardship that was going to be involved later with creating affluence. And so the prominent advantage of creating a trust is you can put in a trust guidelines on how to manage the estate and affairs appropriately. So it's a teaching tool. It's a manual to your family's wealth creation. Um, and it's a guide to your entire family unit generationally. So we normally bring forward a lot of the family wisdom in business, but also their values and beliefs, because most people don't just create it from a business point of view. We create it from our values and beliefs as well. All right. We're going to pause right there and take a break. We'll come back with uh, Sherry and Paul to uh, finish our discussion on trusts. A reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting virtual webinars on Wednesday, September 13th at 6.30 p.m. and Wednesday, September 27th at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. Now, for those who prefer an in-person experience, a live seminar will also be held at the Fairmont Palliser Hotel in Calgary, also on September 27th at 6.30 p.m. To register, contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or visit the website. It's macmillanestate.com. Some great information there. Sherry Macmillan and Paul Lindsay are my guests today. We'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.